Welcome to Changing Academic Life. I'm Geraldine Fitzpatrick, and this is a podcast series where academics and others share their stories, provide ideas, and provoke discussions about what we can do individually and collectively to change academic life for the better. A very short follow-up to the conversations with Arena, which were just amazingly raw and honest and insightful and full of nuggets that we can all learn from. And this is going to be a walk the talk learning here as well. But before I get to that, I just want to explain the lack of intro music in some of the past episodes. And it's because I'm moving to this new platform and there's this great tool for cleaning up the audio and removing some of the background noise and reverb. It also is removing my music though. So I'm not going to use the tool for this episode. You will have heard the music here. I'm in discussions with the platform people to see what we can do about it. And but the past ones where it didn't have the music, you'll just have to sing the tune to yourself in your own head for now. And uh, what I had wanted to do in follow-up to what Arena talked about was actually walk through some of the literature around burnout, uh, some of the science to look out for, some strategies. I also considered talking about some strategies for saying yes and no, and in particular for those things that we really want to do. I think sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes I find it easier to say no to things that I don't want to do. But you know, it's that thing of, as as Arena talked about, you know, the opportunities that come along that you've always wanted to do, so you tend to say yes, and how we often underestimate how much time that might take and find ourselves pushed to the limit. And so I think some of that can be the hardest thing to deal with, and that's the case here, because I'm not going to do what I had intended to do, uh, because it's been a busier week than I expected, again, not having realistic estimates of how much time some planning would take me for running some workshops next week. And then I'm traveling um, tomorrow. So it's a beautiful day today, and I can choose to spend the day in the study doing the uh, recording and uh, doing the research and developing a script, or I can do a short thing where I'm still going to connect and use the time to go out for a walk or for a run or whatever. So uh, in that way, walking the talk a bit. Just in the, the, the issue around saying yes, I think it was Dan Harris. He had this lovely turn of phrase about drowning in chocolate. And we often think about work and overwhelm and all the things that, you know, the, the myriad things that we have on our plates to do at any time. And we often have that analogy of sort of drowning in work. And sometimes I think that when it's the good stuff, we think we shouldn't be drowning. And I, I can point you back to a, a previous episode from a couple of years ago with Yolanda Burke, who talked about her burnout experiences as well. And she talked about the difference between obsessive passion and harmonious passion and how even when you're doing lots of things that you really love doing and you're really excited about, you can still burn out. And the literature often uh, points to the fact that 
you may take a little bit longer to burn out and it may be not as severe, but you still burn out. And I love that thing about that analogy of drowning in chocolate that, you know, you're, you think that swimming in this sea of chocolate could be this amazing thing and you're doing all this fun stuff, but you still drown, whether you're drowning in water or chocolate or whatever. And so, yeah, I think that's, uh, that may be something for us all to reflect on about, especially how do we let go of those opportunities that we've always wanted or that we know would be really great to do. I, I can sort of say that at this end of my career, there is a perspective of the whole arc of your career and that other opportunities do come around. So it's not a total miss out. And it may not be that exact same opportunity, but there can be other opportunities. And it's worth thinking about that longer term perspective and how do we, and I'm talking to myself here, how do we make decisions that enable us to still be there for the longer term to take up those new opportunities when we have a little bit more capacity to do them instead of the sort of up and down of burn, recover, burn, recover. And that, that's the whole challenge about how do we create more sustainable cultures where we can still be excited about work and do lots of great stuff. So I will link uh, in, in the show notes here to the conversation with Yolanta. I'll also link to the conversations with Anna Cox and Amy Coe, who both talked in some detail about their own planning strategies. Arena talked about the value of tracking and they had some particular strategies. And again, like everyone I think you know, struggles with them in some way. And I know that Anna has also written some subsequent blog posts and, and done research on this as well. And so worth following up on those. So in the spirit of good enough, I will leave it here. Uh, wish you a good week and I'm heading out to the park. Bye. You can find the summary notes, a transcript and related links for this podcast on www.changingacademiclife.com. You can also subscribe to Changing Academic Life on iTunes, Spotify and Google Podcasts. And you can follow Change ACAD Life on Twitter. And I'm really hoping that we can widen the conversation about how we can do academia differently. And you can contribute to this by rating the podcast and also giving feedback. And if something connected with you, please consider sharing this podcast with your colleagues. Together, we can make change happen.